Welcome to Truth and Charity with Bishop Rhodes, brought to you in part by Notre Dame Federal Credit Union. Next up in our series on the corporal works of mercy, caring for the sick. On this episode, Bishop and Kyle talk about how February 11th is connected to this work of mercy. The date has special meaning for a couple of different reasons. First, it's the Feast of Our Lady of Lourdes. Hear more about the story of St. Bernadette, what happened at a grotto in Lourdes, France more than 150 years ago, and the healings that continue to happen there today. It's also the World Day of the Sick, established by St. Pope John Paul II 30 years ago. Welcome to Truth and Charity. I'm Kyle Hyman here with our good bishop. Thank you for joining us, Bishop. You're welcome, Kyle. Good to be with you. So we have been doing a series on the corporal works of mercy, and we are up to talking about caring for the sick. And this also happens to line up with the Feast of Our Lady of Lords and also the World Day of Sick. So I thought maybe we'd pause and we'll come back next week with talking about caring for the sick, but take this episode to talk about those two things, the Feast of Our Lady of Lords and the World Day of the Sick. And Bishop, how many times have you been to Our Lady of Lords? I've been there three times. I okay. was there as a seminarian in 1980. Actually, my mother's sister, my aunt, was a, a head nurse of an annual pilgrimage of the sick and the disabled from the United States. Every year, I mean, she gave a lot of her life to this. And so I remember going there from Rome when I was a student and helping with the sick and handicap that my my aunt had brought. Then two years later, I was there as a deacon that summer. And then in 2011, in our World Youth Day pilgrimage from the diocese to Madrid, we spent a couple of days in Lourdes on our way to Madrid, Spain. So it was really um, three visits to Lourdes. I don't know. It's my favorite Marian shrine for sure. Really? Uh, I love Our Lady of Guadalupe, but as far as shrines, I just love Lords. Yeah. Well, I want to hear more about your experience. And I know a lot of people have healing experiences. I'm curious if you experienced any healing. But before we do, maybe we can give a little background on what is Our Lady of Lords, the apparition, and kind of the history of that. Yeah. I mean, it's beautiful. St. Bernadette was just 14 years old. She was very poor. Her family was very poor. She had bad asthma, very little education, but such a beautiful young woman, much faith, very humble. Our Lady appeared to her. The first appearance was on February 11th in 1858. There were actually 18 appearances of this young woman to Bernadette. Bernadette didn't know who the young lady was, this beautiful young woman. Bernadette was ridiculed by a lot of people, like the authorities in town, etc., when she told them about the appearances, and she was harshly questioned by the church, by local civil authorities. That first apparition, she saw this light. She was at this grotto of Masabile near the village of Lourdes in France, and she saw this light and then a young lady who she said was more beautiful than any other. She didn't know it was the Virgin Mary. She said the lady smiled at her and spoke to her with much tenderness and love. And she described the woman to others just simply as the beautiful lady, beautiful in every way, not just physically. It wasn't until the last apparition on March 25th of 1858 that uh, 
the lady revealed her name to Bernadette. She said, I am the Immaculate Conception. In any event, during the apparitions, Mary had asked Bernadette to dig in the ground at the grotto, and in doing so, a spring was uncovered. And soon after, we had the first miracle of the Lord's water. A local woman washed her crippled arm in the water, and it was healed. Well, that miraculous spring of water hasn't stopped flowing from that time to the present. So millions have gone to Lourdes and washed in the baths, and there have been a number of healings. I mentioned that it was only at the end that Bernadette learned who this woman was. Local priests actually had insisted that Bernadette ask the lady her name. And it was on March 25th, 1858, when she said to Bernadette, I am the Immaculate Conception. Now, Bernadette, being uneducated, didn't even know what those words meant. Right. But the doctrine, the dogma of Immaculate Conception had been defined four years earlier by Pope Pius IX. Without getting into all the details, I would just say that this has become a really important pilgrimage spot, especially for the sick. What I love about it is the really the message is God's love for the sick and the suffering. Again, this is the idea of Jesus saying that the Father has revealed to little ones the mysteries of the kingdom. And I think of Bernadette as one of those little ones. One of the things that Our Lady told Bernadette was to pray for sinners and to build a chapel there. And of course, the chapel was built, the grotto, and so many pilgrims from around the world visit every year, millions. I decided several years ago to, to name Our Lady of Lords as the patroness of Marion High School in Mishawaka. So every year, and it's really great. I just blessed the the grotto that they built at Marion High School. But it's wonderful to see the devotion of the students of Marion and the faculty to Our Lady of Lourdes and to St. Bernadette. Have you ever been there, Kyle, or you know about it? But I have. I, I, I did a, a oh, week-long pilgrimage there with some— it, it was American U.S. troops who were stationed in Europe— their children did a pilgrimage to Lourdes. So they might be stationed in Germany or whatever. And these, uh-huh. this like youth group did this pilgrimage and they brought me over to, to help be a part of it and lead some of the retreat. And so got to spend quite a bit of time there. We were paired up with handicapped people to take them to the, the different prayer services as well as the baths. And so that was kind of a neat opportunity of itself. And then being around these youth I didn't know what to expect going into it. And I imagine probably nobody really does whenever they go to something like that. And maybe to being a little bit skeptical, like, am I going to be healed of something? And I didn't have anything, you know, glaring, anything that didn't work on my body or something that I was hoping would be fixed or, you know, cancer or anything. But it was a great experience and amazing. I think part of it for me, if nothing else, it's like the only people that are in this town are faithful Catholics or people that are trying to provide for them, you know, like the store owners or whatever. But there's like, there's no real reason to go to Lourdes if you're not on pilgrimage. And so it's a very intentionally holy site. Everything about it is, is Catholic. And, you know, everybody there is, seems like they're kind of constantly praying. And that alone was, was pretty amazing to see and be a part of. And the Eucharistic procession in the afternoon, late afternoon, and then the candlelight procession at night with Rosary and singing the Lord's hymn. I mean, 
Very, uh, very touching. I also was really impressed by all the young people who go there mm -hmm. to help and serve the sick and the suffering like you were doing. I remember the first time I went and I was helping with the group with my aunt from the United States of, there were probably like 200 sick and disabled people. So we're pretty busy. But one of the guys who was helping was a young man I got to know. His name was Bob. He was really a good, good young man. I mean, he was around my age, I think, and, and just his faith and his service. So we kind of, you know, got to know each other. And during that week, I remember, you know, it was a lot of hard work because we had a lot of people that we were trying to, that we needed to help because we had such a large group. Anyhow, I'll never forget the last day I was there before they flew back to the United States and I had to take a train back to Rome. I found out that Bob who has spent his whole time helping others himself had a brain tumor. Mm. I never knew it. I mean, he went there with a brain tumor and he was young and yet his whole time was spent helping others, pushing wheelchairs, etc. And that just touched me very much. I'll never forget. I was kind of like, I remember going back to Rome just like, just wanting to pray for him, you know, here. And he did eventually die, but he had, like, within the next year. I don't know, that just is a memory that I'll always have when I think of Lourdes. So you yourself, did you experience any healing, or were you praying for any healing whenever you went there? No, I was, I was really focused on the sick. I did go into the baths myself, but uh -huh. I don't think I had any intention for myself. Okay. So can you explain the baths for those that haven't experienced that? Have you only done it one time or every time that you went? No, there, I think each time I went, I, okay. I, I went into the baths. Yeah, I mean, I think the, uh, the whole idea, I mean, we all need healing in some way, I mean, in our lives. And as I said, these are the miraculous waters. The first spring was uncovered by Bernadette herself when she obeyed Our Lady's instruction to dig into the ground. So... Those miraculous spring of water, I just think for me it was you go in and they you take your shirt off and all that and you just have your underwear and they, they put a towel around your waist and you just go in and they dunk you and you come out and that's about it. I just remember, I th we were praying at the time. I'm trying to remember. It's been quite a while. Yeah, I, I forget if we were praying the Hail Mary or, or something, but I remember it just being a really faith-filled kind of experience. How about you? Did you get a bath? I did. Yeah. Yeah. And it, I agree with you. It's, it's very faith filled. It's, there can be a little, I don't know. I feel a little awkward going through it, but mm -hmm. everybody's praying and it's, uh, it, it is mm -hmm. neat. And you talk about healing, not just being physical, but that we all need healing from something. Is that part of our lady of Lords? We hear a lot about the physical healings and stuff like that, but is, is, there are other kinds of healings that take place there? Or? Well, I think the other types are the primary ones. Okay. Because when you look at it, the physical healings are really small in number compared to the number of people who go there who are mm -hmm. sick and, and suffering. So, But I think that people who go there still experience a spiritual gift by being there. And I've talked to many who have left their kind of at peace with perhaps approaching death, whereas before they might have been filled with anxiety 
I think you kind of experience or discover there the gentle maternal love of the Blessed Virgin Mary. And in experiencing her love, we also, through her experience, the love of her son. I mean, I just know that in my own life. It just is such a beautiful experience to be close to our Blessed Mother. So there's something special about Lourdes, I think, that people who are sick or suffering, to experience comfort and solace inside. You know, it's, it's a profound experience, I think. I think one of the things when we think about Our Lady, she looks down upon us with this tender love and comfort, and we kind of recognize that we're beloved children of God through Mary teaching us that, that, that our dignity you know, still there even in the midst of sickness. People then can leave with hopefully deeper faith and also hope that God is with them in their suffering. So they're able better to endure it, to have confidence and not despair, because that's one of the temptations, especially when there's serious illness of people to despair about the meaning or the value of life. And I think what Lourdes does is the graces that we receive there through the hands of our Blessed Mother are that God is with us in our suffering. He loves us. There's another aspect of it is the other people who are there, all the, especially the young people, but people of all ages who are serving and caring for the sick. I think that's a beautiful witness as well. We have the loving presence of other people around the sick at Lourdes. And I think that teaches us, too, even back home, that how important it is that we show that loving care and be close to those who are sick and suffering. But Lourdes is a very special place to experience that. And really, she helps us to not be afraid, mm. to not be afraid of suffering and not to be afraid of death. Well, the Feast of Our Lady of Lords is February 11th, and it's also the World Day of the Sick. So I want to talk about that. If you have any questions for Bishop, you can text the Holy Cross College text line at 260-436-9598. And we've got more coming up here on Truth and Charity with Bishop Rhodes, brought to you in part by Notre Dame Federal Credit Union. Notre Dame Federal Credit Union has a special mission to serve the Catholic Church in America. In 2020 alone, we've served over 800 parishes, schools, and nonprofits in more than 25 dioceses nationwide. We are a member-owned, not-for-profit cooperative, working hard to create a national Catholic financial alternative to the for-profit banks. You already share our values. Why not share in our benefits? Notre Dame Federal Credit Union. Welcome back to Truth and Charity with Bishop Rhodes. I'm Kyle Hyman here with our bishop who has talked about Our Lady of Lourdes. The feast day is coming up February 11th, also the World Day of the Sick. Can you tell us a little bit about the World Day of the Sick, Bishop? Yes, this was something that was initiated, I don't remember when, but many years ago by Pope John Paul II. And so we observe February 11th as the World Day of the Sick, a special day to to pray for the sick. We've been doing this for 20-some years, maybe 30 years. I don't know when John Paul started it. But he chose the Feast of Our Day of Lourdes because so many of the sick go to Lourdes as the day where we 
especially pray for the sick. And it's also a day to reflect on the church's mission to heal the sick and to visit the sick. So it's a really important day, I think. I generally try to visit a hospital or a nursing home on that day, although I have to admit, since I <laughs> declared Our Lady Lord's patroness of Marion High School, now I go more to Marion High School and go another day. And I, I always bring that in. When I visit Marion High School, I'll always talk about or invite the, the young people, the students, to join in praying for those who are sick. You know, I didn't want to minimize when we talked earlier, there are physical healings that do take place at Lourdes, and there's, it's a very rigorous process as far as proving it, the medical testimony and that. And I don't know how many authenticated miracles there are, but there's many dozens. But as I was trying to emphasize before is the deeper spiritual healing that happens at Lourdes to, to everyone who approaches God with faith. And I think um, that's another aspect of my experience at Lourdes besides the baths was the rosary, the holy rosary. And I don't know, praying the sorrowful mysteries there was especially beautiful because reflecting on the sufferings and death of our Lord and then our uniting our sufferings with the sufferings of Jesus, we can enter even more deeply into the mystery, giving witness to the truth that our suffering is a share in the suffering of Christ. And I think also on World Day of the Sick, to think about when we serve the sick, when we visit the sick, or someone who has a profession in healthcare, we're serving Christ, to see Christ in every sick person. Another thing I think on World Day of the Sick is think about Catholic healthcare, healthcare according to the mind and heart of Christ. And that means being faithful to the church's moral teachings. And as you know, we have the ethical and religious directives for Catholic healthcare services, the U.S. bishops do, so that we make sure that our care of the sick and medical practice be in conformity with the moral teachings of the church. So we're not involved. We will not participate or cooperate with abortion or euthanasia or other things like that. It's a day really for doctors, nurses, all kinds of healthcare workers, pharmacists, technicians, whatever. Volunteers are so many who volunteer to serve the sick to really be aware of that we're serving Christ and we try to recognize his face in those who are suffering. Yeah. And I know there was a, I don't know if it's a statement that, that the Pope puts out every year, but there was the message of His yeah. Holiness Pope Francis for the 30th World Day of the Sick. Is this, I guess, in the, the hierarchy of papal documents, is this just a letter or a, they call it a message? Yeah, it's a message. It's kind of like the Pope has a World Day of for the new year, January 1st. There's a message for the World Day of Peace. So this is similar. This is a reflection for the, the World Day of the Sick. So usually it's pretty rich. They'll take some aspect of, of the issue and, and develop it. It's kind of a, what I'd call a, a papal reflection. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you had a chance to look at this year's. Oh, no, have you? Yeah, it talks about mercy. It kind of reminds me back to the year of mercy. So the mm -hmm. kind of right under the headline is the quote from Luke chapter 6, verse 36 be merciful even as your father is merciful. And so five different 
things he touches on and he kind of emphasizes here. One, merciful like the Father. Two, Jesus, the mercy of the Father. Three, to touch the suffering flesh of Christ. Four, centers of care as houses of mercy. And five, pastoral mercy, presence and proximity. So I think this is something that for sure anybody that's in the health profession, you know, anybody that, that is working around sick or has you know, relatives that are sick, this would be a, a great, and it's short, uh, document mm-hmm. to read. But also just kind of putting this all into context, we're talking about the corporal works of mercy. We took a little break to talk about the World Day of the Sick, but how this all fits together. You know, it's so much talk about being merciful in here and that it is a corporal work of mercy to care for the sick. Yeah, I mean, this is all very much connected. I do think that, I mean, we've been talking about Our Lady of Lords, and this is very connected to that corporal work of mercy to visit the sick is also to care for the sick, to have compassion for the sick and the suffering. And really, that's you see that with your eyes at Lords, And it's really, in a sense, imitating this beautiful example of our Blessed Mother, whom one of her titles is Comforter of the Afflicted, Mm. and how she comforts us, her children, especially when we're hurting. And think of an earthly mother, our own mothers, who took care of us when we were sick as children, and how that made us feel better. If our mother was close by, we weren't afraid. And I think it's the same thing with the Mother of God, with our Blessed Mother. Yeah. Well, if people want to check out this document, we'll put a link to it in the show notes for this episode. You can find that at spokestreet.com slash askbishop. Uh, But it's from the Vatican's website, vatican.va, and it's the message of His Holiness Pope Francis for the 30th World Youth Day of the Sick. Again, that's celebrated on February 11th, along with the Feast of Our Lady of Lourdes. Anything else to reflect on on these two? I know we're going to cover more about how do we comfort those that are sick coming up in the next episode, but anything else on Our Lady of Lords or the World Day of the Sick? No, I, I just think of all the titles of Our Lady. For me, Our Lady of Lords and Our Lady of Guadalupe are two of my favorite, and everyone has their own particular Marian devotions. Uh-huh. But if you don't know much about the apparitions at Lords or about St. Bernadette, I just recommend checking it out. I, I think it's very beautiful or If you're ever thinking about a pilgrimage, if you're able or you know someone who's sick, it's a great place to go. Or if someone is unable to go, you can also obtain holy water from Lourdes. I always bring back a few gallons of of holy water from the the grotto at Lourdes from the spring. That's another wonderful sacramental. Well, and people can check out the uh, grotto over at Marion High School. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's a good thing to reflect on and stop by and pray at on the 11th. Of course, there's the famous grotto at the University of Notre Dame. You can go and light a candle there. There's a grotto up the hill at the Sisters of St. Francis, a grotto of Our Lady of Lords in Mishawaka. So there's a number of places that have beautiful grottos of Our Lady of Lords. You can go and light a candle, especially for someone you know, a loved one who is sick. Have you ever seen the song of Bernadette, the movie? Years ago, yeah, yeah, classic. It, it is a classic. It it was, I think, in the 40s that it came out and won four Oscars. So it's not, I mean, for a religious film, uh, it, it really got some respect from the industry. So uh, mm-hmm. it, it, it might not hold up quite as well as once we're, what we're used to today, 
but definitely yeah. a, a great explanation of the story of St. Bernadette and Our Lady of Lourdes, so people can check that out. Have you shown that to your kids, to the family? I, I, don't, think, I don't think we've watched that one. But oh, you should. Maybe we'll watch that on the 11th. Yeah. Recommend all, the, all of you young parents who are listening. Good movie to show to your children. Yeah, The Song of Bernadette. Well, thank you, Bishop, for another great episode. Can we get your Episcopal blessing? Sure. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Now and forever. Our help is in the name of the Lord. Who made heaven and earth. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, Bishop. You're welcome, Kyle. Truth and Charity with Bishop Rhodes is brought to you in part by Notre Dame Federal Credit Union. This show is a production of the Spoke Street Media Podcast Network. For more great podcasts, visit spokestreet.com.